still dealing with the fire in the church. The subtitle is The Fire of Purpose. The, the Fire of Purpose. And everything that the choir song, the, the, the play dealt with what I'm going to try to talk about. Amen? Amen. If you allow me, allow me to sit down in this. Allow me to to take my time and, and just sit down in this that, that I may go to the core of what we, what we hear. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Reading from the Amplified Bible, it will come up on the screen that you will be able to follow me as I read. Amen. And it reads as such in our hearing. For we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship. Recreated in Christ Jesus. Born anew. That we may do all those good works with God predestined. Planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we shall walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Amen. Amen. Father, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, move Tracy out the way. And Lord, you speak. Lord, you minister. Allow me to simply become an instrument of your glory. Speak to our spirits. Father, get through all the static. Get through all the outer fluff and speak to the core of who we are. Even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. During the 15th century, Michelangelo was commissioned to, to, to build, to sculpture, to, to create a statue. It was the statue of, of Michelangelo. I take that back, of David. This statue stands 17 feet high, made out of white marble that that had to be chiseled out. Apparently, they, they brought to him a, 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 a block of marble somewhere about 18 feet high. To those, yeah, no, sister. <laughs> I debated whether to show the whole picture, but I figured some of y'all couldn't take it, so... One of the most 
famous statues in the world. How in the world could this man take a block of marble and envision that what was in it? Nobody else could see what was there. But in the mind of this master artist, in the mind of, 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 of Michelangelo, he saw the picture. He saw what was in the block of marble before he ever started chiseling. He saw if you take away the outward fluff, what was in there was marvelous in our sight. People go to Italy to see this statue from all over. You can't see it, but it sits on a six-foot pedestal. And people look up. The picture is David before he's about ready to fight Goliath. You see the sling over his, his shoulder in his left hand. And if you look closely, there's a rock in his right hand. He's preparing for battle. Somebody say, well, well, well what's, what's going on? He's preparing for battle. That was amazing. If you get close up of his laser in the hand, the detail of the statue is to the such, you can even see the veins. Somehow, he was able to chisel this marble to the place it becomes lifelike. Listen, artist says one of the hardest things to draw or to recreate is the human hand. To make it look natural, to make it look real. The artistry or the master uh, artist has to be awfully good. Listen, he didn't paint it, he chiseled it. <laughs> when people see this, this, this beautiful, this awesome statue. They don't talk just about the statue. They talk about the artist who made the statue. Y'all don't hear me. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. When they look at that, they look at Michelangelo and give praise to Michelangelo because the artwork shows how awesome he was as an artist. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's no way you can stop at the statue without going back to the one who made the statue. And say, he was a bad, shut your mouth. The more you see his working, Michelangelo working, his paintings, his, 
his, his mastery of, of the arts, the more you begin to marvel, not just at the work, but at the one who did the work. Let's go there. In our text, God is saying about you, about me, that we are his, his masterpiece. We, he's working on us. He's, he's doing something in us. It does not yet fully appear who we are going to be. Uh, y'all, y'all not getting with me. Okay. Listen, listen, listen. Doesn't matter how you start off. What matters is how you end up. This started off as a big block of marble. Nobody else saw its potential. But you put, you put what we would say nothing in the hand of an artist. And an artist can make it into something that we will look at and say, how in the world did you come up with this out of that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what people ought to be saying? Hold on, let me talk about my own story. Folks that used to know me back then, and I was so good about it, and God's not finished yet. But I was so bad that folks look at me now and say, how in the world is he preaching? Hold on. Don't look at me with that tone of voice because folks are looking at you wondering how you got where you're at from your because all of us haven't been holy all our lives and you can't take credit for where you're at. It's been by God's grace and mercy. Listen, he's not finished yet, but that's Far God's been mighty, 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 mighty good to us. Let's go back to our text. Let's go back to our text. Look at our text. It says, for we are God's own. He takes ownership of you. He says, your mind, listen, when you accept Jesus Christ and you become his, can't nobody stop God from doing what he's going to do in you. Let's, let's step in this a little bit closer. It doesn't matter what other people say. We got to get past the fact that we're waiting for other folks to affirm what God is doing. Hold on. If folks are not allowing God to work on them, why do you think they're going to affirm you? Let's go a step deeper. Many times, folks will see what God is doing, but won't say what God is doing because it's a conviction on their life. Listen, if God is working on you and I see you allowing him, 
and I'm not allowing him to work on me. I don't want you to come around me because you don't have to say a word. Just you being in my presence is convicting me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When I see God at work with others, and I'm allowing God to work in me, I praise God for what he's doing in others. Well, hold on. But if I'm not working in my purpose, why do you think I'm going to rejoice when you're working in your purpose? He says, he says, he says you, are, you are God's own. He takes ownership. He started it. I believe God's going to finish it. But his workmanship his masterpiece. God, 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 God is going to try to get us to the place that it is evident that he is working in our lives. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, folks who used to know you will have to say, there's been a change. I'm not talking about perfection. I'm just talking about the evident, the fingerprint of God working in our life to the point that even folks who don't want to admit there's something about our life got to say there's something. Let's go on. He said that we may, listen, that we may do the good works that God predestined our plan. There is a path just for you. All of us got a path. That's right. I talked about y'all about the cow path. No, no, Last, last week. The cow path that, that if, you, if you go where the cows are at, way out, and they'd be all over the place, but when the farmer go to the barn or when it's feeding time, all the cows line up and walk on one path. Know what somebody told me? It said, Wait, you missed something, Reb. I said, what did I miss? The cowbell. I said, what you say? <laughs> they said the cowbell. No, it's, it's different. They said that there's a, there's a lead cow that you put a bell around its neck. <laughs> Hold on, I got to hear this. This cow is the first one to get in line. And when it walks, it go. <laughs> That's me playing the piano. <laughs> There's a noise that the bell makes, and all the other cows know it's time to get in line. Do you hear your bell? Are you lining up upon the path that God has set for you? See, the end result of all of our path is that it gives glory to God. It gives glory. Hey, listen. 
benefit of finding your purpose is it makes you feel significant. Yes, sir. No doubt about it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Stuff will never make you feel significant. A title will never make you feel significant. All the toys in the world, after you get through buying everything, you're still empty. A new car after three months don't look that and feel that new anymore. Especially when it breaks down and you got to pay for the repairs. With the new job come more headaches. Because the folks that are jealous that you got that position Ain't acting right. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. And we put too much effort in our own plans, in our own ambition, in our own way, and God is trying to get us right where He wants us because He got something for. Oh, hold on. Check this out. Look what it says. He says, God pre-planned beforehand for us taking paths, prepared ahead of time. Now, I got a problem with this. You know why I got a problem with this? Because I don't know about your path, but my path had some hard times. So, hold on. So, you mean to tell me God even pre-planned the trouble? Wait a minute. I thought it was the devil. Wait a minute. Even if it was the devil, the Lord allowed the devil to bring the task. Okay. Then I got a problem with that. Why? Because I don't like what I've been through. If if it was up to me, I would bypass a whole lot of stuff. Do I got any witnesses in the house? Wait a minute. I know that some of it was decisions that I made. But sometimes I was right where God wanted me to be. Matter of fact, let me say this. The hardest times in my life has been when I was right where God wanted me to be and trouble came my way anyhow. And now you telling me that that path was laid out ahead of time and trouble was already set in my way. So when I got there, what happened was supposed to You know what I'm learning? That the present is not the end. Matter of fact, let me, let me not even deal with the present. Let's go back. F, let me add to that. F, it took me to go through what I went through to get me where I'm at with the Lord. 
Listen, hold on. Let's, let's go back. And there was no other way for me to learn what I learned to get me where I'm at. Hold on. Y'all with me? Some of y'all are lost. Let's, let's say that. And looking back, if I had to go through the hardship and it helped me to know Jesus the way I know him now, if, if there was no other way for me to know him like I know him, guess what? I would go back and go through all that all over. So, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because in knowing Jesus, it is better to know him with the trouble in my life than not know him and not go through nothing. So if I had to do it all over again, I would say, trouble, come on. If it's going to get me where I need to be with him, then I'll go through hell again. Let me ask you. How about you? How about you? Do you know the goodness of the Lord good enough that you can say his goodness has been better than the bad things that have happened in my life? And if it took that to get me here, I'll do it again. Yeah, y'all right. Walking by faith don't make no sense at all. <laughs> but it's still good. Hold on, hold on. Don't you see this? If trouble is preset, then grace is preset. If trouble is measured so that the trouble I go through don't kill me, then the grace that carries me. Okay, let's let's say, I don't know if y'all with me on this. Hold on, hold on. The grace that met you in your trouble. Yes, sir. The grace that carried you through your trouble was prearranged to be enough that take you through your trouble ahead of time. Somebody said, well, where was God? It was the grace that brought you. Where's God? Matter of fact, when trouble stopped before it made you go crazy, God was the space that made trouble stop. Some of y'all still ain't feeling me. The car that almost hit you. And you had a narrow escape. Where was the Lord? He was the space between you and the other car. You almost died. Where was God? He's the one that told death angel, come this far and no farther. Have you had a but God experience? I honestly believe that our trouble is to teach us to appreciate what we wouldn't appreciate if we haven't been through what we've been through. 
Let me see if I can help us with this. Look what it says. That you shall walk in them. Listen, he's trying to bring up out of us who we are in Christ Jesus. The only way to bring that up out of us is to pull some things off of us. God will not bring the purpose in your life that you ultimately going to walk in until you're ready to know it's a blessing from God yes, and you know how to appreciate the blessing that he gives. Okay, somebody said prove it. Okay, yes, let me prove it. You know the scripture says, do not give your pearls to swines. We got some country folks here. <laughs> we, we got some folks that, that are from down south. Matter of fact, some of y'all had a pet pig. They're cute when they're small. They, they really are. But, but I heard of folks. And when they was kids, they made the pig their pet. The problem is they didn't know when the pig got a good size, the pig was going to be the bacon on the table. They didn't know that. They didn't know that. They didn't know that. <laughs> they didn't know that. Somebody should have told the poor child, don't befriend this pig. <laughs> He's not a pet. <laughs> That's dinner. Not a pet. Okay. But when you did make the pig your pet, you don't take a pearl necklace and put it around the pig's neck. All right, all right. Because the pig has no ability to comprehend the value of what you put around its neck. Uh-huh. It will go back and, and, and go back where the mud pen is and will lose that of value that you put around its neck. Let's, let's, let's bring this in human terms. You don't give your heart to somebody don't appreciate the value of your heart. If someone don't appreciate your heart and trample over your heart and don't appreciate the value of your heart. And then I don't care who they are. You have to limit that relationship. Hold on. Let's just go there. Let's go there. Even if it's your husband, your wife, your parents, and you're grown and all that, some people are not safe to give them the preciousness well, I'm just going to love them. Some people, you can love them till, till hell freezes over, and they're not going to love you back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Or the love they have is limited. Listen, listen. You allow them to control how close you get, and you keep yourself at a safe distance. Why? Because they cannot value what you are giving. So you don't keep on putting your heart in harm's way. 
and you allow the relationship to get as deep as they allow it to get. Y'all better hear me. Let me just go there. Young ladies, you can't make him love you. If, if, if he don't appreciate you now, he's not going to appreciate you then. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, let's go back. Let me, let me step back out of that. Mm, that's another sermon. That's another sermon. Okay. Okay. But if that's true in relation, don't you think that's true in our relationship with God? That he allows us to determine how close we get, how blessed we are, how much in our purpose we walk. God is not going to give you something that is of value from him, of his purpose, that which you're not going to, to participate in and have value in. He'll meet us where we are. The three disciples, Peter, James, and John, had more experiences than the rest of the disciples simply because they desired him more. It wasn't Jesus that made the choice. It was them that made the choice. And their choice of walking closer to him allowed them to experience the mountaintop when he has the mount trigger figuration. And they experienced more with Jesus than the rest of them. They had the same opportunity, the same potential, but they said, we only want to go so far. And Jesus didn't trip. He said, okay. If Jesus didn't trip, why should you? But as far as walking in our purpose, he is revealing it as we step up. He's not even going to give you the whole thing at once. It's being faithful to what you got. And if you are faithful at that, God's going to take you a little bit higher. It's, 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 it's saying, Lord, I'm walking this thing by faith. I don't understand, but I trust you. One of the things is, is, that, is that we don't understand the heart of God. Jeremiah. Jeremiah 29. We don't understand the heart of God. Listen how important it is to understand the heart of somebody. When you don't know the heart of somebody, you misread their intentions. We read the actions of folks without knowing the heart of folks. And actions always come out of the heart. Can be the same action, but from a different intent. And many times we judge folks 
based on what it appears without knowing their heart. Hold on, hold on. Let me step into this. Just because you may have close relationship don't mean they know your heart. You could be husband, wife, mother, children, and they don't know your heart. To know somebody's heart, you got to study. Here the children of Israel got a problem. They got a problem because they don't know the heart of God. And their circumstance is making them stand in doubt of the intent of God. Listen, 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 listen. Do not read the circumstance of God's heart based on the circumstance. The circumstance may appear one way when God is doing something else. We got to look beyond what is now, what we see, how it feels, and be able to say, Lord, but I know you. Look what God says. God says, Israel, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you. Uh Uh Hold on. Uh What is provoking God to say this to them? Uh Is that they were in doubt. Uh They were in doubt because they were in captivity for something they did. And now they doubt whether God ever loved them. They doubt if God ever had a plan for them based on their circumstance. Let's, 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 let's go back. Eve, did God say that you can't eat of all the tree of the garden? Well, Adam told me that we can eat all the tree but the one. And the day that we eat of that tree, we shall surely die. It's a tree of, of, of knowledge. It's a tree of knowing good and bad. Didn't God lie to you? Because God is keeping something from you. Let that meditate just for a moment. But you know why? Because all of us has fallen prey to that same lie. Praise, praise God. Hold on. Every time we step out of God's will to fulfill our own will, yes, we fell prey uh-huh. to a lie. Uh-huh. Hold on, hold on. Let me ask you a simple question. Did the devil bless you? <laughs> when, when you got through having your fun, did it turn out the way you thought it was going to turn out? <laughs> hold on. I got to catch this one. Say that again. Absolutely not. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, we all can say that. We, we thought 
that it was our blessing. But, but after a while, what we thought was our blessing turned out to be Wait a minute, don't, don't act like I'm not talking to you. You may be living, sitting in church with your curse. And can't go back and redo it. But you think it to yourself, if I would have just listened to the Lord when he told me no. We're going to leave that one alone. <laughs> I don't want no fights to break out after church. I want y'all to go home and live in peace forever and ever and ever. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, we have made moves and decisions that we are now suffering the consequences for. And now, and we, and we could do a redo, you know, like on the computer, you go and say, redo. If we could, we go in our life, redo, 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 redo. Okay, let's, let's, let's go on. Let's not stay there. Okay. Look, look what it says. God says, my thoughts, my plans is for good, for your welfare. He said, it's for peace. It's not for evil. He said, to give you change hope to expectation. Expectation. In your final outcome. Listen, it's not over till God says it's over. it up yet. He's not through yet. Don't stop halfway. Keep going through. Don't jump out of the fire. The fire may be preparing you for your blessing. There's some things that God can't get to you Till he prunes you. If God give you what you're not ready for yet, it will kill you. We got to trust God that he loves us. If he did not hold back his only begotten son, and gave his son the best he had to save you and I. Don't you think that God has already invested in you and I the best that he can? Listen, listen, it doesn't get no better than Jesus. Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. I hope you can say that. I mean, he has already given us the very best. Your experience with Jesus ought to make you be able to testify. I know he loves me. I know. Well, how do you know he loves you? Because Jesus is the very best thing 
that ever happened to me. Okay. If he didn't hold that back, then why would he hold anything else back? Now, hold on. The process don't feel good. Might have to cry sometimes. But he's preparing me. Honey, I need to say that. My God is preparing me. Y'all didn't say it. My God is preparing me. There was still about four folks that didn't say it. My God is preparing me for something. Hold on, come on now. For something that is beyond me. My God is preparing me for something I don't see yet, I don't know yet, but he's preparing me. Listen, listen, listen. It fits into God's overall plan for you and I. Ephesians 3, verse 20. Then we're out of here. Listen, God gets no glory for his children complaining. If suffering did not have an end benefit to bring out of us what he placed in us, then he would not take us through the suffering. When Michelangelo has to chip away all the stuff that was getting in the way, from people seeing what he saw. It was more important for him to chip away so that we could see what he saw. Oh, shut your mouth. When God looks at you, he sees who he has made you to be. But other people look at us, they see the stuff that is in the way. God is chipping away all the stuff that is preventing other folks. Hold on. Preventing you from seeing what God has placed in you. So the suffering is God's chisel. For some of us, jackhammer. (laughs) Don't make me do it again. Don't make me. Some of us, that's what it takes. I'm one of them. Know what I'm talking about. God didn't have a chisel for me. He got the biggest jackhammer he could find. 
But it saved my life. It saved my life. I was either going to kill somebody or somebody was going to kill me. Saved my life. Listen. Now, on the him who, by consequences of the action of his power, is, is, is now at work. Listen, right now. Right as you're sitting here, the Holy Ghost is at work in you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When you are asleep in your bed, dead to the world, the Holy Ghost is at work in you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If you're born again 24-7, you know, you know, too many times we get the devil credit for being the hardest worker. No, he's not. God is the hardest worker, and God don't break a sweat. <laughs> but he is at work in us constantly. We just don't give him. We think he's working when we go through trouble. We think he's working when we call him. No, 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 no. He's working at all times through every situation in every moment. Matter of fact, when you can't do it, God picks you up and carries you. Even when you don't know you need help, he's helping you. He's working all the time. But, but he is at work within us to enable us to carry out his purpose. His purpose. His purpose. Look at super abundantly. What did that mean? Abundantly, abundantly, abundantly. Far over, above all that we dare to ask our thing. Infinitely. Infinite means no bounds, no limits. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers, thoughts, desires, hope, or dreams. Let me, let me finish this up. Let me finish this up. The more God uses you and breaks you, the greater your praise is going to be. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He gets no praise from disgruntled children. No, sir. No, sir. When he pulls this thing together, and shows us what he's been up to. Yes, Lord Jesus. We are judging him before he's done. We're judging him midway. We're reading, we're reading the consequences without seeing his heart. What keeps you when you're going through? that you know his heart. You know that God loves you. He has proven that when he gave Jesus. He has already been better than good to you. So therefore, if he's that good already, won't he be even better as you get closer to him? 
if he's that good this far, won't he make it more clear as time goes on? Hold on. If you can look back over your life and give him praise for what you've been through. When you get near the end of your life and you look back over the entirety of your life, won't, it, won't he give you more reason to praise him even higher? Listen, what he wants is not forced praise, but I can't help it praise. God wants us to see how he fulfilled his purpose in our lives. He wanted to be a first, a inward praise that we marvel at what he's been up to. We are amazed how he pulled everything together. That we will have to say at the near the end of our day, my God, been good to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. God even wants to do it to the place that folks on the outside who's been watching you will have to say about you, there must be a God somewhere. I've been watching you. I've seen you in your ups and your down. I see, at, at, at some point, I thought you was crazy because you didn't make much sense to me. You called yourself walking by faith and not by sight. I thought you lost your mind. But I've been noticing something. Every time you get in trouble, there's a way made somehow. Every time you go down, you, you get risen back up. Every time I take you down for the tin count, you come swimming back up. Every time I think that your praise is going to shut up, you come out praising him more. I, I'm convinced there's something to your living. Is there anybody in the house that got to say, this is a supernatural journey? I don't know how he does it, but he keeps picking me up. He keeps making a way out of nowhere. He keeps giving me strength. He keeps on blessing. He keeps on blessing over and over and over. Is there anybody that my praise for him today is higher than 10 years ago? I've been through more trouble. I've been through more heartache. But when I look back over my life, he's up to something. He's up to something. He's up to something. I don't see totally what he's up to. But Yes, Lord Jesus. 
Don't allow what you see to discount what you don't see. Allow what you know about him to keep you when you just don't know. Yes, sir. What's up? I don't know. What's down? I don't know. Sometimes. All that I know. Some days. All that I know. That he came. That he lived. That he died. That he got up. With all power in his hand. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father. And one of these days, and one of these days, he's coming back. He's coming back. Someday. That's all I know. But wait a minute. That is enough. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That by itself is enough. Do I have a witness in the house? That all by itself is enough to keep you. That all by itself is enough to say, I'm going on to see what this is going to be. That by itself that I think I'm going to make it. Let me stop. Let me stop. That which he started, he will complete. He had the end in mind before he started. And he's trying to get me to the pre-planned end. By faith, we know that. By faith, not understanding sometimes, we know that. The question is, have you started your journey? Have you got on the path that he has laid for you? Okay, say so you have. Are you still on it? Because it's, it's possible to start and get off. I mean, you still know Jesus, but you're not on the path you ought to be on. Whatever fits you, you need to be on the path. Somebody said, yeah, Rev, there's trouble on the path. True. Heartache is on the path. Yeah. People talk about you on the path. That's true. You're going to have some hard days and some bad days. Yeah. Uh-huh. But there's one thing that's on the path that makes the path worth it. There's. Huh? Hold on. Wait a minute. Let's start all over again. There's one thing on the path that makes everything small in comparison. 
because Jesus is on the path. And if Jesus is on your path, everything is going to be all right. Today, don't quit. Don't stop. Jesus is on the path. You got to make sure you are on the path with him. He will never leave you, nor forsake you. It's us who walk away from him. Today, I got preachers that will pray with you and talk with you. Because the 